Welcome to the school of the Holy Spirit. We shine the light of Jesus over you. We sprinkle his blood on you and wash you with the water of his word. Lord, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Holy Spirit, send forth your flames of fire, ministering spirits, your angels, to minister to all the listeners. May the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you may know the limitless love of the Father in Christ Jesus for you. Um, Michelle, you can go ahead and get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then go into your word for the day. Okay, good night, everyone. As you would have heard Patricia and Deborah said, I'm Michelle, Michelle L. Forbes. Um, originally Jamaican by birth and Kittitian. Well, usually I tell my students I'm a citizen of the world. Um, but I would have traveled after being as a trained teacher to two other small islands, St. Kitts and Nevis, where I would have met my husband. We got married and settled there and gave birth to three rambunctious children who are seated here at the table with me tonight. Um, I have the call of as a pastor on my life, came to Canada to pursue that and is on the road to executing mm -hmm. that, that call on my life, as well as all other assignments that God would have placed on my life. Um, grew up in church, gave my life to him at the age of nine years old, and where I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and been there, been up and down, um, but I stayed. There was a season where I was one of those Christians who were seated on the pew, but very much backslidden in my heart until I came face to face with the love of Jesus Christ. And then it was a sold out journey from there on. Um, anything else? I think that's just about it. I'll stay there for now. All right. So today, tonight, as you see, the theme is resolute through faith. And I'll be looking at the message, the word from that pertains to the woman with the issue of blood. And I'll be looking at the three texts that would have touched on this woman's life. And it will be like a journey. We'll be taking a journey from where the text touched on Jesus. It's kind of like a block of text that touches on the woman with the issue of blood, it didn't just go straight to her. It was a leading up to. So we'll be on a journey onto the woman with the issue of blood. So the first text that I'd like to draw our attention to is what is written in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. So we'll be looking at Luke. For those who have your Bibles with you and you're able to turn, you could turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. And we'll be reading from verse 40 to 48. We'll also be looking at Matthew chapter 9. And we'll be looking at the text is surrounding verses 18 to 26. For 
before that set of scripture and also Luke, no, Mark chapter 5. And the text comes from 21 to 43. So in Luke, before I even go to the text, let me share from dictionary.com, the word resolute, the word resolute, two definitions that I decided I would use along with some synonym words. So two two definitions that dictionary.com shared as it pertains to what resolute is. It says firmly resolved or determined set in purpose or opinion, firmly resolved or determined, set in purpose or opinion. And as I as I read the word there, set in purpose or opinion, um, growing up in the Caribbean, I had the privilege of seeing chickens sitting on eggs. They're setting their eggs. And it is, if you want to take on a fight, you take on one of those hens sitting. So it's set in that place and there's nothing that you can do to remove that mother hen from off of her eggs. So as I read that just now, that's what came to mind, set in purpose or opinion. And the second definition that Dictionary Comes gives on resolute is characterized by firmness and determination as the temper, spirit, or actions, etc., characterized by firmness and determination, as the temper, spirit, and actions. And the words, synonyms that they shared also resonated with me, which is firm, steadfast, fixed, unwavering, undaunted. So if we could even put some of these words within the title of the lesson. It is unwavering through faith, undaunted through faith, fixed through faith, steadfast through faith, firm through faith. And this is what we'll be gleaning from this woman's life and even the the, the journey as we take onto her life, how she took this position because of where she found herself. So the text from Luke chapter 8, starting from verse 40, it reads, When Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him. When Jesus returned, the key word there, returned. So he was not there in the city where the woman was the whole time. He was there, yes, at some point, but then he left and he returned. The crowd welcomed him for the... So even before we even move on to the next part of the the, the text, the next line within this, this verse, we can see that these people were waiting on Jesus. They welcomed him for they had all been waiting for him. They were there. They were set they were waiting. They were waiting. Now, as I sat and meditated and gleaned from this, just this verse alone, there are some things that jump out at me. The crowd were waiting, and within the crowd was this woman 
with the issue of blood. The crowd was waiting. Note, the crowd was waiting in this body of people, this crowd of people. She was a part of the waiting, the waiting party. And as we move on to verse 43, we'll see that she was a part of the, the waiting party. Let's take a look at verse 43 and see. So verse 43, verse 43 says, And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years of age, she, she and she lay on, my apologies, and a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be, healed of any. So this supports the fact that she was indeed a part of the the crowd of people that were waiting. Within the mix, she was there. And if we we know a little about the history back then, it her having that type of ailment, she should not be in public. So I could easily see as I read I saw where she was she disguised herself within the thick of the crowd because she could not afford for any neighbors or friends or family to identify her because she should not be in public. So within the thick of the crowd, she was very much there. And so as I went on just on this this verse, is like, what are some of the things that take place when we are waiting? What are some of the things? Some of the things that take place when we are waiting is one, talking. And I saw, I visualized and saw these crowd of people. Now, this is an area, a city that Jesus would have been before because it says he returned. So as he would have been there before, he would have been ministering. He would have been ministering. He would have been ministering. And so his fame, so to speak, would have been sounded abroad. And so they would have been talking persons would have been talking about all that they would have heard about Jesus. Persons would have been talking about what they would have personally seen. So there would have been talking. And within the group of people that would have been talking, you have some who are expectants. Those who are looking forward to something of their own, looking forward to their needs being met. Persons within the group who are talking, they're expecting. And as they're talking about, you know, the miracles that they would have seen Jesus done or heard about what Jesus did, they in the mix, they're talking like, okay, and this is what he's going to be doing for me. This woman with the issue of blood was right there in the mix. Then you have those among the talkers were some who were spectators, some of them just looking on to see how, how this thing is going to play out. Looking on just to get catch news, to carry news. In the mix, some gossipers are there. Just here to find out what's the latest. What's the latest thing that's happening on the block? Among the talkers, too, I found we have in-betweeners. Those is either here nor there. Not sure if what they've heard is true about this Jesus of Nazareth. 
Um, so let me just stick around to see how this is going to play out. Note the bunch can be split, some as spectators, some as with genuine needs. For those who are in between us, some would have been spectators, but some had genuine needs. And for whatever reason, they would have some doubts, have a genuine need, need whether they, they need healing or whether they need deliverance or whether they need restoration, whatever the need was. But within the need was mixed in as much as they would have heard about Jesus and what he has been doing. There was some who, there was some amount of doubt. The woman with issue of blood was within this mix. And for her, she would be among those who were expectant. Expectant. I couldn't see her talking much because even as we look at other other text making account of her life and this her journey it said that she said within herself so i didn't see her talking much to listening on but talking much no because she had to keep her cover on the wrap then among these group of people these crowd of people was seen those who were there seen some would be exercising their sight, seeing their needs already met. Those who were talking about it, talking about all that Jesus would have done, what they are expecting. But then you also have the seers. Some of them would have been those who were talking, but at the same time, seeing, seeing their own needs be met. This woman with the issue of blood was right there among the seers, where she was saying within herself, but saying as she was seen herself. How do we know that she was seen? She walked out what she saw. She walked out what she said as we went, as we go on further in the study. And we have some who are just listeners. Some just sat or stood or, list or, or listened. Some of these were seen as they were listening. And to take it even further, speaking softly to themselves about what is going to what is going to be like when they receive their healing. What is what is life going to be like after? I mean, all I would have known was just a blind eye, just darkness. What what is it going to be like when my eyes are opened? So we have those who were listening, but listening and still seeing at the same time what. What is going to take place for them? We have some news reporters in the house. Some news reporters who had to come and get the latest scoop as it pertains to this Messiah that is being noised abroad to write it in their latest edition of their Herald or their newspaper. News reporters come to get the news so that they could spread it abroad in their reports. Then we had the scoffers. We have the disbelievers that in as much as the proof is right before them, because the next set of persons are the, those who would have experienced the, exper the experiences, I call them, or the testifiers. Some among within that crowd of people were those who would have experienced Jesus's touch or his faith-filled words that transformed their lives. And even though they would be saying, but look at me, 
the scoffers still maintain their position. The disbelievers still maintain their position that in as much as they had living proof before them, they still were not moved, but still was very much present. Still was not moved, but still very much present. And so these group of people, within these group of people, here was this woman with an issue, a bloody issue, where she had had enough 12 years of coming to a position where, okay, I am literally willing to lose my life if so be the case. It's kind of like the four lepers. If we stay here, we're going to die. If we go, we're going to die. So let's do something. But we refuse to just sit here and die. And so this is, is the position to which this woman came where I refuse to sit here, okay? I have spent all my wealth and all the physicians and neither one of them came through to restore my health. But if I sit here, I'm going to die. And so note when we started reading from verse 40, it says Jesus returned. So she would have been hearing the word of faith, which in Romans 10 verse 17 tells us faith cometh by hearing. So her faith to come to the resolution that all I need to do is get close enough to touch the hem of his garment and then I'll be made whole. That would have come through the word that she has been hearing about what Jesus has done, how he has changed lives, how he has transformed life, how he has bring back healing to sick bodies, how he has opened blind eyes. That faith for her to reach to the position where, okay, this is my position. I'm all out of funds. There's been no doctor that can assist me. But this Jesus, what I've heard of him, if he can do it for all those other people, then it can be done for me. I can't risk it to step up straight to him and says, Master, Rabbanai, Rabbi, Adonai, I need healing. This is my position. I can't afford to do that. So let me come in from the back door. Let me come in on a disguise, under the disguise. And I have, because she has been stretched thin, and even the 12 years we see her keep going, her keep going. From that keep going for 12 years until all her funds would have been dried up to doctor after doctor after, that in itself speaks that this woman had some amount of faith that, okay, it didn't work with the last doctor, but I've heard some great reviews about this one that I'm going to know. And so I believe that as I go and as I pay my funds to receive his attention, as it attends, as he attends to my body, my ailing body, that I will walk away being healed finally. So her continuous going month after month, year after year, day after day, seeking healing, in and of itself speaks that this woman has some amount of faith going on within her that she would believe. Okay, it didn't work for this doctor, but definitely the next one is going to come through. 
and she would go again and she would go again and she would go again. So when she came to the point, Noel, I have nothing to lose. I literally have nothing to lose. All my funds have been dried up. So it's not like I could go to any other doctor anyway, because I need funds to go. I've been in this situation of losing blood for 12 years. How much more longer can I go and still be alive? So this is what we will do. We're going to take up ourselves, dressed, disguised, come within the thick of the crowd and go just touch the hem of his garment. Just the hem of his garment. There's one key aspect of the word that comes as key aspect of the word coming that determines the path we take after it has come unto us, the word, after the word has come unto us, the word, the word that brings faith, the word by which faith cometh. There's a key aspect that is highlighted as I would read. And that is either on one end, either we are going to believe and receive that word or two we are going to disbelieve and reject that word so yes the word of faith would have come this is who Jesus is this is what he has been doing this is what can be done for you. So as the word come, you now begin to turn inward as we see where she turned inward and says to herself, this is what I will do. You begin to turn inward and the word now becomes conceived, conceived to the point where she spoke it in herself. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, this is all I need to do. And when I do this, I'll be home free. But before she got to that point, when the word hit her, not above I mentioned that you would have had some scoffers within the mix, some gossipers among the crew, some expectants within the crowd. This is where this woman would be. But then just like she would have heard they too would have heard because it was noised abroad as it pertained to Jesus and what he's been doing. But the word as she heard it and it conceived within her that just like Jesus did it for that person and this young man across here and that woman down the road, so too I could, I could receive finally healing from this blood issue. The word was conceived right then. But in order to decide where, what path is going to take, she first had to believe that what she heard is so and receive it. 
upon believing and receiving it, then now she began to make her plans and she stepped out. She stepped out. I made reference to the four leprous men earlier. It It is very important that as God's people, as we hear the word, sometimes it can be too good to be true um, based on, because we all have different backgrounds coming from the different brought up sins. And so sometimes when the, her, the word hit us, it's like, hmm. It's like the word have to, the, the scriptures speak about it's piercing and it's divided. It literally have to begin to do that in order for some of our hearts to believe and just receive. And so even in the in Second Kings verse 7, we see that with the Lord. Lowercase Lord, where the scriptures say that the king leaned upon him. So this was an advisor of the king. The king leaned upon him and he made the mistake to disbelieve, to open his mouth and says, not even if God opened the windows of heaven. Next, the next day, this time, food will be available? No, it's impossible. What he received as he released that word of disbelief and reject. So he not only disbelieved the word, but he rejected the word that the man of God spoke, Elisha, to the point where the man of God turned back at him and said, you will see it, but you will not partake of it. And the same thing, just as the man of God spoke the next day, the scriptures declare that in the haste of the people finally say, seeing food available, a tramp, they, they trampled over him as he was overseeing the gate, standing at the gate as the king appointed him. Why did I touch on him? Because it is important that as we hear God's word, that one, we remind ourselves who God is. Who is he? He is one where his word is yea and amen. It's forever settled in heaven. He's not a man that he should lie. So as we hear the word being released concerning him, and hear the word released concerning exactly where we are at with our issues. Our hearts should be in a place where, wow, I have an impossible position. I have an impossible situation, God. But with you, all things are possible. I have a situation where it, it, it has never been known to be solved before. Because after this, it's preparation for funeral. But God could make a difference. It's important that we, if it's baby steps, 
if it's even baby steps that we have to take towards that word that came and meet us right where we're at. If it's even baby steps that we have to, to take to towards even just the conception of it. One man looked at Jesus and said, I believe, help though my unbelief. If it's even to get to that point where I believe somewhat God, but I need help in my believing department to continue on believing until manifestation happen. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes us being, as this woman was in the situation for years to the point where we become fed up. We become desperate and decide enough is enough. This is the word that I've received. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to move on it. So she had to not only believe it, and not only receive it, but now she had to apply action. As we know from the scriptures, faith without works is dead. She now had to move on the word that she would have believed and that she would have received. I'll go back and read some more from from the scripture. So as... It journeys on and a a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. Immediately her issue of blood ceased. I like this next verse, right? Jesus said, who touched me? And the reply was all. Scripture says, when all denied, when all denied, still this, those three words communicated, is communicating to us, okay? In as much as she had faith, there was still a war taking place on the inside. In as much as she was resolute that if I stay here, I'm going to die. If I go, there's a possibility that I could also lose my life, but I'm going to go. In as much as she was resolute in that place, she was still, there was still some amount of fear present. And even as I studied, it became clear to me that just as our faith comes by hearing, fear too comes by hearing. So right here, in as much as yes, she touched, and immediately Hmm. her issue of blood dried up. She denied it. In verse 45 of Luke 8, it says, And Jesus said, Who touched me? Luke went on to say, When all denied, our beloved sister with the issue of blood received her healing, but she was denying that she touched him too. So when nobody stepped up to the plate and said, I did, 
Peter did. Peter, Jesus, bonified, mouthpiece, stepped up and said, like, we're all around you. You have a crowd of people around you, Jesus, that is reaching out for you. Like, how can you be asking who touched you? Then Jesus turned. Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. When she realized she could not get away from coming and receiving her healing, then she came before him, trembling, as the scripture says, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people. What does that declare unto him before all the people means? She went back 12 years in history, explaining to Jesus what she had been going through. Leading up to this point, how she heard about him and all that she has, he has done for others and decided, I am going to take the chance and come and receive my wholeness. Note, if we go back up, you'll note she said in herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll receive I shall be made whole. So up to this point, she was not yet whole. In verse 44, it says, immediately her issue was staunched. It was dried up. But wholeness as it pertains to the, the physical body bleeding, 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 bleeding is literally losing life literally using nutrients, literally losing, because the scriptures tell us the, the life is within the, the blood. So she's literally losing life and everything that is required for the physical body to live healthy and whole on this earth. And to have been bleeding for 12 years, not only that she needed healing and she realized that, but she needed wholeness. So in as much as in verse 44, we read that immediately the issue was dried up. She did not take the healing and go because she already made up in her mind and said to herself over and over and over, if I may but touch, if I may but touch, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And so she got the healing. She denied, like everybody else. No. But she didn't receive the wholeness as yet. So she stayed within the crowd. She didn't take the healing and satisfied with that and left. She remained. My perception, if Jesus didn't speak up, she would go at it again. Touch him again. 
until she would have received her wholeness because she was resolute in that position from the moment she got dressed and stepped outside of that house. She was resolute. Is either do or die. Even if it means doing, my life may be taken, but at least I would have gone down doing. So I'm going. And so Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not, she came trembling and fell down before him. And she declared unto him before all the people. It's like, okay, I'm healed now, so I'm just going to tell it like it is. This is all that I've been going through for 12 years. This is all that I've been going through. <laughs> How I've been bleeding. And this is what I made up my mind that I'm going to do after hearing about you, Jesus. I'm going to come. So in verse 48, we see where she received what she said. She received what she resolved within herself that I am going to receive my body being whole when I put touch. She received. So verse 48 says, and he said unto her, that's Jesus said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And so I'll share a little on this and then I will pause and allow for persons to give their feedback, give their, share what they would have received or add to what would have been shared. So here I'll read the verse again. It says, Jesus said unto her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Now, I believe Jesus used this as a teachable moment. He didn't have to stop and to, to acknowledge, hmm, something had left me. But he saw this as a teachable moment, a teachable moment which would have now opened the door. And we'll see in Mark chapter 6 where it opened the door for others now to receive faith where they would have looked and learned from this woman's life that, wow, all I would need to do is just touch. He doesn't need to lay his hands on me. He doesn't even need to say, be healed. My faith, me being resolute, just going, pushing against all odds to get to him, to touch, I can be made whole. And so I saw here where Jesus used it as a teachable moment. And I'll, I'll, if you may, just turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 6 where we see 
Jesus using it as a teachable moment. A teachable moment where in the last verses of Mark chapter 6, Just a moment. In the last verses of Mark chapter 6, and it shares, it says, And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. I believe Jesus, as it were, is kind of like a tap where you turn on, you touch and you turn it on. When she touched him, she turned on the tap. And I believe Jesus saw this as a as a teachable moment where I could touch many other lives through this woman's life, as he perceived, and put a pause on the flow. Because here we see they touched as many as touched him in Mark chapter 6, verse 56. As many as touched him were made whole. In Mark chapter 5, the record of the woman with the issue of blood is made. Though we were teaching and looking at Luke chapter 8, in the Gospel of Mark, the record of her story and her issue of blood was made. So now as Jesus continued on, as the crowd would have seen this and heard him using this moment as a teachable moment where he required of the person who touched him to come forth. Him knowing, because in, 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 even in Mark, you'll see where he turned around and looked directly at her. Mark's account of it. But she had to step up and own up. Yes, I was the one who did this. And he's jumped on top of that as parents we know. There are teachable moments that present themselves for the whole clan to hear, okay, sit and listen and learn. And so from the crowd, it would have gone out. Wow, we can touch, we can decide, we can become resolved and make that decision that I am can receive my healing, my wholeness through just touching him. He doesn't have to stop and lay hands on me. While he is going, I could just come up and touch and pull from him my healing and my wholeness. Yes. And so in as much as she would have lost 12 years of her life, just living to be healed, living to be made whole, living for some resemblance of normalcy to her life to be restored. The point of her becoming healed, the point of her becoming made whole, opened up the door to many other lives to receiving, if not the same, similar to whatever their situations and circumstances would be. Yep, and so I'll stay there for now. Deborah? 
Okay. Wow. Did you take us on a journey with that, Michelle? That was really, really good. And I, I tell you, you know, I'll, I'll just talk about what I what I really gleaned from that is that a couple of things, actually. Her fear did not shake her faith. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the full message from the School of the Holy Spirit. Find us on the Clubhouse audio app. For more information, visit us at schoolofthehollyspirit.club. That's schoolofthehollyspirit.club. Thank you.